to the podcast without the pocket protector. This is Geek This Podcast. episode 20 i believe and if you listen to last week's episode you'll know what we're talking about we are talking about batman the movie from 1966 this is the first in our series uh talking about the different batman movies that have come out in the past oh what is it 40 years Uh, (laughs) something like that yeah. yeah roughly 40 um, so, yeah, we we decided um, last week, in case you missed it, that we were going to just kind of make our way through the Batman films, starting with this one that we're going to talk about today. And um, we got some Facebook questions about other movies that we're going to cover, but we'll cover that later in the podcast. Um, but let's go ahead and, I guess, um, do we have any news Besides the Apple stuff? Yeah, um, as we record this, it was yesterday that Apple announced um, new iOS 7 is coming out um, September 18th. Um, also talked about um, two new iPhones, and I'm thinking, just so we don't waste a lot of time, I think I might do a separate kind of bonus episode where I talk about it, because um, somehow, and I won't say how, but I got my hands on iOS 7, um, like a bunch of other people probably did today, and I'm, I'm messing around with it on my iPad right now. So I will kind of give you some feedback as far as that goes. Um, right off the top of my head, I can't think of any other news. Uh, I have one other little piece of news that kind of went under the radar. Okay. But uh, there was, once upon a time, there was this really awesome channel on TV called G4. Oh, yeah. It's still around, but they actually took off a lot of the original programming, like X-Play and Attack of the Show and a bunch of stuff like that, the really geeky stuff. Hmm. Because what they were going to do was they were going to be rebranding it as Esquire for this upper-class type guy uh, who who's into fashion and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's odd. Go so, um, this week they actually announced that they're not going to be doing rebranding G4, that they're actually going to be rebranding this other channel called Style and rebranding that to Esquire instead, so G4 will survive. Hmm. I'm not sure if it'll ever be up to what it used to be. I used to love watching that channel. I loved X-Play, talking about all the different video games. Uh, pretty much everything geek yeah. was on this channel. Oh, I loved G4. Um, there was a show I used to watch... Um, Hurl. Did you ever watch Hurl? I didn't. That was an insane show. Like, they had nothing to do with geek, but, like, they would, like, it was like an eating challenge, but then they'd, like, put you on an amusement ride and try and make you throw up. Like, it it was definitely a guy's TV show. Um, I had a lot of fun with that. But I love G4, and I'm glad to hear that they're not going away. Yeah, the only original programming that they have right now still going on is American Ninja Warrior. 
okay. which is also being broadcast on NBC, so it's kind of giving getting double coverage there. I, I don't know if with this news they're going to try bringing something new into G4. I would almost assume they would have to do something with it unless they decide to rebrand it another way. But as of right now, it's just kind of in limbo. Hmm. But it's not going to be Esquire, so that's good news. Yeah, that's very good. Um, something else that's kind of big that's happening right now. Um, in Marvel Comics, they are we are in the middle of Infinity, that whole um, event. And on the DC side, we are in just starting Forever Evil and um, Villains Month. So... Um, I, I read Forever Evil, um, number one. Um, I don't know how I feel about it, but uh, that's going on now. So if, if you're looking at comic books, go check out those two. Because um, I think it's a good starting off point, um, at least for um, Forever Evil, because it's, it's pretty new. So um, I think that about covers it for news, at least anything we want to talk about. Because I don't want to waste too much time. Yeah, that'll probably be about it for this episode. Um, I do apologize for the lack of um, Facebook posts. David and I have been, like, super busy um, just with life and that kind of thing. And you know that happens. Um, in fact, we would have the episode recorded and up earlier, but David got sick yesterday. And that's always a bummer. So we are really working on getting this to be an every week podcast a weekly podcast so you guys can start depending on us um so that is where we're headed but let's go ahead and shut up and talk about batman the movie from 1966 all right uh, for those of you who don't know batman the movie uh was released in 1966 it was released between the first and second seasons of the 66 tv show uh you know the it's the one with adam west's batman burt ward as robin with mm-hmm. the really like happy-go-lucky, goofy-type Batman. Very over-the-top. Yes. Uh, They only spent an estimated um, just a little over a million uh, to make this movie. So, I mean, right now, in our time, we think, oh, that's that's not a lot of money. In 1966, I'm assuming that that was a significant amount of money to put into a movie. You would think so. And it's, like you said, it's hard to say... um, you know, 40, 50 years later, so. So, uh, there's a lot to talk about with this movie. <laughs> um, the main thing we're going to be getting into uh, later on is we're going to be talking about what we think of Adam West as Batman and how he portrayed Batman, what we liked that we would like to see in future incarnations of Batman, mm-hmm. and what we think can be left in 1966. Right. And I'm going to say that there's probably a lot that can be left in 1966. (laughs) Uh, But before we do that, we'll just talk about what we think about the movie as a whole. Right. Uh, So, David, how did you feel about the movie? Um, This is a movie that, um, I mean, I'm going to call this a cult classic. This is not a movie you recommend to anybody. Um, I mean, I don't mean that, like, you don't recommend it at all. But this is meant for certain types of people. People that love Batman for Batman, not because of what Chris Nolan did or or Tim Burton or anything like that. They love Batman because Batman is Batman. And um, also people that have a good sense of humor and like cheesy B-movies. Those are the people that you want to recommend this to. Um, 
I really enjoyed this movie. The first time I watched this, which was um, earlier this year. Actually, you go back to the the Batman episode that I did by myself, um, you know, early when Geek This Podcast started. Um, I watched it, like, right before I did that. And I didn't appreciate it then, and I definitely appreciate it now. I appreciate it for what it was and just kind of how it has... Um, really kind of influenced the movies that followed in in lots of different ways, and we're definitely going to talk about that while we go through the rest of these movies, but uh, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I, I think I've watched it three times now. Yeah, I also highly enjoyed this movie for what it was. Um, it's definitely not your typical Batman, uh, <laughs> where you see him hiding in the shadows and... Yeah. Uh, one of the big things about this Batman uh, that is different is that he is sort of respected by the community. Yeah, he's deputized. Him and yeah. Robin both. And he's a fully deputized agent of the law. That's right. Right. Um, I think what's what really sets this movie apart, I mean, this whole movie, there's nothing like it. I mean, you know, later when we talk about um, Joel Schumacher's movies... They were trying to pull from this a little bit stylistically, but um, yeah, I mean, this is this is a movie. All I mean, there's nothing like this. I, I just I, I will always keep coming back to that. Um, <clears throat> so let's get in a little bit into the basic plot of the movie, right? Right. So uh, Batman and Robin, uh, they. At the very beginning, they're kind of coming back from something. I don't. It looked like they were like on vacation, and they just were showing up. And Alfred was kind of waving at them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if something happened at the end of season one, where they like that would be good went away or something. Um, but anyway, they're driving up, and then they find out there's this big ordeal about this. Um, it's boat. Yeah, like a. Um, geez, like. Okay. Yacht? Yeah, it's like a yacht. Yeah. Like a nice, expensive yacht. And, of course, Batman and Robin are there to save the day. So, they don the costumes, they get in the Batcopter, head out to the ocean, and the boat disappears. Yeah, it just miraculously disappears. But what does appear, sir? What appears? A giant shark! A very foamy looking shark. Yeah, when I, I say giant <laughs> shark, it's not actually a giant shark. It's like a little tiny very fake looking shark. And um, now I'm gonna drop names here. I was on Twitter the day after watching this and I just kind of put it out there for people to follow me on Twitter. You know, what do you think about Batman 1966? And MacPel, lead singer of Third Day, he tweeted to me, and he said, the the shark scene with the shark, uh, the bat shark repellent spray, he said it's fantastic. And I told him, this scene sets up the, the tone for the rest of the movie. Just how goofy it is. It is. Now, when, okay, this shark jumps up, bites Batman's leg. And when I say bite, I mean it's just sort of hanging there. Yes. Because at, at the, after this scene, there's no blood, no no bite mark. He's absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. Just standing around talking to reporters. Mm-hmm. To get this uh, the, this shark off of them, he uses what's called the shark repellent back spray. Right. 
which they just happen to have. Oh, this is shark repellent spray. And did you notice that they had, like, various kinds? Like, they had, like, octopus and... Um, I, I don't even remember all of them, but they had a lot of different kinds. So it seems like that they run into this problem a lot. It seems that way. <laughs> well, after this, they, they meet up with the reporters, and everyone's asking him, like, what happened? And he pretty much says, yada yada, <laughs> I saved nobody. Right, <laughs> right. And, um... Batman does a lot of talking, but I don't know that it always means something. Yeah. And this is where, you know, they they show that um, Batman and Robin are deputized and um, they're working very closely with Commissioner Gordon and, um, you know, the chief of police and, and that kind of thing. Uh, from there, uh, this, uh, this reporter, it's Catwoman in disguise, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, she's asking them questions and then uh, she's trying to get, like, close with Batman Mm-hmm. And she wants him to, like, take off his cowl and to get a better picture. Mm-hmm. And then Batman's like, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, no no matter how much I would like to do that, I can't, uh, is basically what he says. And um, so, you know, the plot's starting to thicken. And, you know, when you find out that it's Catwoman, um, you also find out that she has teamed up with the other classic Batman villains, like the Joker, the Penguin, and the Riddler. Um, to create the United Underworld. Yes, the United Underworld. I'm not sure if this term has ever been used before or since. Uh, it's the only time I've heard it used. They have an awesome logo, though. Like a giant octopus <laughs> thing. So. And they, they ride around in uh, the Penguin's submarine yeah, that quite is, a bit. that is an awesome effect. Um I wonder how much of the million went and went into that submarine. Um, I'm gonna say probably about three dollars, because that was um, that was trick photography, there, folks. If you don't, if you didn't realize that, that's um, a toy boat. Uh, I, again, it's so goofy, it doesn't matter. Like it's just like you get this far into the movie and you're like, you know what, this whole movie's going to be like this. I'm either going to quit watching or else, I'm, or I'm going to just accept it. And so you kind of have to accept it. Basically, the whole point of what the United Underworld wants to do is they want to take over the world, of course, but they want to they want to take out the um, United Nations um, in order to do so. But they've got to stop Batman first. Right, uh, which, I mean, we don't want to get too in-depth in the plot, because then we could spend an hour and 40 right. minutes talking about it. Um, if you want to hear all about the plot, then you should watch the movie. A couple of times. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, there's a bunch of going back and forth, uh, them and the submarine, and and uh, Batman and Robin, and like the Batmobile, and the Bat-Cycle, and the Bat-Copter, and the Bat-Boat. Right. Yeah, I think the reason we want to discuss this movie is because of how different it is from the other ones. Um, there are a lot of really, really corny lines that are so bad they're funny. Yeah. They're meant to be really funny, and maybe if we were there in 1966, they would be funnier. Um, you know, Robin is quoted as saying, holy, insert something, you know, um... Just that's kind of his trademark. I use it sometimes. I did when I recorded my first Batman episode. It was called Holy Podcast Batman. Um, but he, he's he got some 
some really good ones. You want to share those, buddy? Uh, okay, my... F- I have a list of my, the, the favorite ramen lines from this movie. <laughs> Most of them are just, like, the holy whatever. Um, my number one favorite is holy sardine. <laughs> uh, it's It happens when that shark comes up and bites Batman. Right. The holy sardine! Yeah. So who says that? <laughs> and then you got, um... Holy Long John Silver. <laughs> um, there's a scene where all the villains are flying on, I think they were missiles or... I don't know what I, they were. They looked tell. like vacuum cleaners yeah. and brooms. So I get this line. But uh, Robin looks up in the sky and he sees them and he says, Holy Halloween! Oh, no, no, no. They're, they're umbrellas. They're like giant penguin That's umbrellas. Right. Yeah. That's what they are. Um, yeah, uh... A couple of the other ones are Holy Hallucination. But yeah, there are just so many really goofy lines. And um, the thing that they really tried to push in this movie is how good of a detective Batman is. And how good of a sidekick Robin is. Because there's a scene where Batman says... um, He looks at Robin and he says, What has yellow skin and rights? And And Robin says, A ballpoint banana! I'm sitting here going, Really? Really? But... Again, it's part of this movie's charm. And then, uh, what people are always in a hurry? <laughs> Russian, Russian people. people. Or Russians. Russians. Which, I got that one. That one makes sense to me. Right. But right. a ballpoint banana, really? But then they're like, so this means... And then Robin says, someone Russian is going to slip on a banana and break their neck. Precisely and then Robin, Robin goes, precisely Robin. Right. Because that makes sense. Yeah. Like, some of the... The riddles are just so hilariously bad, and I mean, I am not trashing this movie at all. Again, if if you like these kind of movies, watch this and love it. Make it one of your favorites. Um, you, you definitely have to take it for what it is. Yeah, absolutely. You can't go into it expecting this, like, dark Batman yeah. with... Well, and I can see people that have not seen this movie... Um, maybe not even seen some of the older ones. They've just seen Christopher Nolan's Batman. And if they would go back and watch this, they would be like, this is, this is garbage. You know, this is not Batman. This is, this is, you know, um, they would probably think it's probably more of a parody of what Batman is, but it's not. I mean, yes, it's really goofy, but I really think that, um, when, I mean, Adam West plays Batman, I mean, just straight. I mean, like, never cracks, uh, you know, never laughs about the joke or anything. He's very serious. And there was one thing that I really liked about Adam West in this movie. Well, and from what I understand, uh, back in the 60s, there was uh, some heavy censorship of, like, comic books. Mm. So a lot of the comic books were sort of the same way. They were very kid oriented. Yeah, they had to be they had to be goofy. Like even the violence in this movie, it's not violent. I mean, you can tell while watching this that Batman and Robin never connect when they hit a goon or or a villain. Um, yeah, uh, he went to go kick one of the villains one time, and I swear his <laughs> foot was a good six inches from the guy's face, and yeah. he went flying through a wall. Yeah, and and it's just it it definitely reflects that time period in comics. You know, um, I've been reading, um, you know, Marvel Comics, The Untold Story, and that's the time that we're in right now is where, 
you know, people are, you know, um, they're not as into comic books as they used to be. And Batman is really the only, um, only thing that is being very, very successful outside of comic books. Um, so, you, you've got some facts about the movie. Um, do you want to go through those and then we can start talking about, um, the, the actors and the characters? Yeah, definitely. Uh, one of the things that I found out, uh, which I thought was pretty cool was for this movie, we all know now that it's based on the, the TV show that was happening back then. Uh, but before this movie for the first season, they only had the Batmobile. Uh, it was that was it for the fantastic mo- Batmobile. Right, I add it's a it's like a modified Lincoln if I remember. Because actually, Bruce Wayne's car is is the same exact car that the Batmobile is. That's <laughs> just not all done up. Well, they released three new vehicles for this movie: uh, the Bat Cycle, the Bat Copter, and the Bat Boat. Uh, with these movies, uh, uh, with these three vehicles. Only, only the Bat Cycle actually went back into the show. Uh, they used old, like, they used footage from this movie to go into the show with of the Bat Copter and the Bat Boat, like old, um, old uh, stock footage from right. the movie. But they never actually used those again to record for the show. Hmm. I. And it sort of makes sense when you hear this other fact that the Batcopter, they were only leasing for the movie. Which is crazy, because, like, they they did it up with the paint just right so it matched everything else. Yeah. That surprises me. Yeah, they, they did buy uh, the Batcycle and the Batboat, but the Batcopter, they were just leasing. It cost Fox $750 a day for the five days uh, to shoot between April 7th and April 11th. So let's go ahead and jump into the characters. Let's let's start with the, you know, the dynamic duo. Um, Adam West. What did you think of Adam West in this movie? Um, because I honestly, I don't know Adam West from anything outside of that. I don't either. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what do you think of Adam West? I thought he was great. Like, for for what the movie is. Right. For the, the campiness of it and the, the smiles and... Yeah, for the silliness. Smiles and rainbows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought it was... I thought he did a, a great job. Mm-hmm. He definitely portrayed Bruce Wayne uh, wonderfully. Yeah. In those scenes with uh, Kitka. Yeah. Where he was like, I love you. <laughs> I want to be with you. Right. He came off as the sort of playboy millionaire that Bruce Wayne is supposed to be. Yeah, and definitely would have fit in 1966. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, I love how straight Adam West played Batman. And I don't mean like gay, you know, that, that kind of straight. I'm, I'm talking like he took Batman seriously in this movie. Um, as goofy as those lines were, he delivered them, um, without any sign that he was making a joke. And I thought that that was just fantastic acting. Um, so like you said, for what this movie is, Adam West is perfect. But we also don't know how many takes they had to do. That's true. Maybe that's why this movie cost a million dollars. Probably. Um, what about Robin? Um, Burt Ward as Robin. Same thing. Uh, he And Robin is actually like, uh, he's the center of a lot of the jokes. Yeah. 
like with the riddles, he's the one who guesses like the answer to most of these stupid riddles. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, they work very well together, and I mean the mo- I mean I, whether you've seen the TV show or not, and I've seen some episodes when I was a kid. I saw some episodes that were rerun, but the moment that this movie starts and you see Adam West and Burt Ward together in the Batmobile, you're like, this is Batman and Robin. They fit and they play off each other so well. And again, for what it is, perfect. Yeah, and with this movie, it definitely is Batman and Robin. Absolutely. They really did bring as much of the comics to life as possible in this movie. And I think that's what makes this movie so endearing. Um, so, uh, Catwoman. Let's talk about Catwoman a little bit because the Catwoman in this movie is not the Catwoman in the TV series. Yeah. Uh, the Catwoman in the movie is actually, she's the only character who did not come over from the TV series. Um, in the TV series, uh, Catwoman is played by Julie Newmar. Okay. And uh, she played throughout the whole series. Uh, she wasn't able to uh, be in the movie because she had hurt her back, so she was un- unable to take the role. Mm-hmm. So instead of just taking Catwoman out of the movie, which wouldn't have worked because of the whole plot, right? they just replaced her with uh, a woman named Lee Merriweather. Which I thought she was fantastic. Um, she... She's, all of these characters, well, I'm not going to say all of these characters, but definitely Catwoman was one of those characters for me that was, they played her right because she had that, that tension with Bruce and with Batman that Catwoman has always had consistently. She's, she's attractive. She lures Bruce in. She lures Batman in. Um, and, and. She she was she was fun to watch in this movie. So besides, just like the corny riddles and um, the the holy blank from Robin, <laughs> what are some of your favorite parts of this movie? Uh, personally, for me, it was when um, that third tor- uh, torpedo is coming for Batman and Robin, and then all of a sudden you see Batman and Robin in the car, and they're like. Thank God for that porpoise. <laughs> yeah, like, it was, that was one of the funny things is, like, you know, thank goodness it decided to jump in front of the missile, you know. Like, that that was one of my favorite parts, too. Um, just because it's so, they played it so straight. Yeah. You know, like, seriously, if that would have been put in now, PETA would have been all over this movie. <laughs> Like, how dare you? When, granted, we never saw that happen. That's true. Never, yeah, we didn't see it happen. Really, a lot of the submarine scenes, or, like, the scenes with the penguin, those are some of my favorite scenes, just because Burgess Meredith is just is just fantastic as the penguin. Um, my daughter, she's been walking around the house for the past few days going, Wah! You know, <laughs> like, it's just... Uh, for whatever reason, his character really made me smile, and just... Um, the thought of him having a submarine that just suddenly every villain knows how to operate. Yeah. Everybody knows how to use a periscope. Everybody knows how to launch the missiles. I guess when you're a villain, you go to school for that stuff? Yeah, you just know. <laughs> so, um, 
I don't know that I have a particular scene. This this entire movie is um, is just a big favorite part. Yeah, and I guess we don't want to give away all of them just in case somebody happens yeah. to be. There, there are some gems in here that just we're gonna ruin them if we if we if we go through all of them. Um, but so definitely, if you haven't. Already, uh, definitely go back and watch the movie. Even if you have seen it before and you haven't watched it in a long time, uh, go back through, watch it again. It's on Netflix. That's mm-hmm. how we both watched it. Yep. Uh, I'm sure you can probably find it at your local library. Oh, probably. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, you can find it on Amazon. We'll, we'll put links to um, you know where you can buy it. Also, um, on the site, if I remember to do that. Um, Favorite villain in this movie? Probably Penguin. I mean, he definitely stood out. Yeah. He definitely seemed like the leader, which is different because normally when when you would see this group and you would think, who would be the leader? It's the Joker. It's the Joker. Yeah. Well, I mean, really, Catwoman seemed to be the leader of this group, and she, she was a favorite villain of mine, but I definitely have to go with the Penguin just because... It was, he was played so well. Um, I mean, just down to the the finest detail. Like they very they exaggerated so many of the things to where he actually walks like a penguin, mm. and um, just fantastic villain. Um, I did have a problem with the Riddler in this movie um, because he just seemed too goofy. Yeah, I feel like this is what inspired Jim Carrey. Because the Riddler seemed more crazy Joker-like than I would have cared. Like, um, I would have liked to see him thinking more in this movie. Yeah, I, I definitely I definitely see that. The only time you really got to see the Riddler as the Riddler mm-hmm. was when the Riddle showed up for Batman and Robin. Yeah. But you never saw, like, the Riddler pondering riddles yeah. or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, and, like, he had this really goofy laugh, and I'm like, no, that belongs to the Joker, you know? Um, and, um, uh, Cesar Romero is fantastic as the Joker, of course, you know? Um, but, yeah, Penguin's gotta be my favorite. Definitely agree. Yeah. <sighs> so, did, did we cover everything? I think we covered everything. This is kind of a quick episode. Yeah. Overall, if there was one thing that you could take from this movie to use in a new Batman, what would it be? Uh, for me, everything about this movie comes down to the acting. Um, because it's silly, and I don't want to see another silly Batman. I mean, I think we're so used to the darker Batman movies. I mean, we had Joel Schumacher's Batman movies, hmm. and those were silly but they're not my favorite movies. Mm. Um, so I guess if, if, if I was writing a letter to Ben Affleck and I said, hey, look at Batman the movie from 1966. Play Batman as straight as Adam West. I could definitely see that. Because... You know, like, and it sounds... I guess thinking about it, it sounds like, well, duh, who wouldn't play their character as honest as possible... But, I don't know, like... I feel like it would have been harder for Adam West because of all the silliness that's going on in yeah. this movie. Yeah, but he... Yes, he is silly, but 
he doesn't play it silly. Yeah. I mean, if if I was directing this, you know, toward toward Ben Affleck, which is what I said in the last episode, um, that's probably what I would have to say. You know, just be very honest with the character, and that's what I I really expect from Ben Affleck. Don't don't talk like this just because you're wearing the bat mask. I don't know if I would honestly really take anything from this movie because it is, <laughs> it is coming from a different standpoint Absolutely. Than, than the other movies, not just in its tone, but how in this he, Batman is like one with the law mm-hmm. and he is deputized. Yeah. And he, he does work with the police so closely. Yeah, and I don't, I don't like that. I like vigilante Batman. Yeah, I especially when you consider in this new uh, series of Batman, the, the first movie is going to be Superman and Batman. Right. Where Superman is really the one who would, who's all, who stands for what is all good and just in the world. Mm-hmm. And he's really the one that I would see more working with the police. Yeah. Doing something like that, where Batman goes where no one else wants to go. I also thinking about this, too. I want to see Detective Batman. We got, we get glimpses, but he's not really doing detective work when he's sitting behind that huge screen. Like, we get a little Detective Batman in, um, yeah, 1987, or 1988 Batman, um, or, no, it's 1989, I gotta remember that. Um, we get a little bit there, but after that, I mean, I don't know that we actually see, and, you know, we haven't gone over those movies yet, we'll get to them, but... I don't think we really see Detective Batman, and that's what the core of Batman is. Yes, he's, you know, seen his parents murdered, and, you know, and that's not even covered, but, again, that goes back to the time, but, um, and that fuels him, but he is a detective at his core. Mm. Um, and I think that's what some of these movies have really missed. So that would be another thing that I would... And then his gadgets. I, I want to see, like, cool Batman gadgets. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to label all of them like they did in this movie. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, definitely, I mean, he's a millionaire. Uh-huh. A billionaire. Yeah. He's going to have some awesome stuff. Yeah. So definitely include that. Yeah. Unless we think of something else, this is going to do it for um, this episode of Geek This Podcast. Um, again, this is episode number 20, so if you want to check out some of the notes we've written for this episode, go to geekthispodcast.com slash episode 20. Um, you can check us out on facebook.com slash geekthispodcast. We try and post stuff whenever we see stuff about comics and just geek things. Um, and if you want other ways to get a hold of us, because we would love some audio feedback um, from you guys, just go to geekthispodcast.com slash connect. And, um, all the information's there, every, like, our phone number that we have and all that stuff that I don't have memorized. Um, but I just want to thank you guys for stopping by and, well, you're not really stopping by. You've downloaded this episode, you're listening to it, and we really appreciate it. And, uh, next week, talking about Batman 1989. Alright, well, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm going to sign off. This is David Clements. And David Hunt. Have a fantastic day.